Hey, happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome back into Mining Stock Daily. We are going to kick off this another busy day this Thursday with a corporate update from Monera Alamos. They trade on the Venture Exchange with MAI. Happy to welcome in President Doug Ramshaw, the Doug father himself. Man, I mean, it's like it, it, it is if that with that mahogany background there, Doug. I mean, it's like, do you have just people lining at the door looking for deals that you're just going to like, you know, rough them up a little bit? It, it's it's uh it's chipboard underneath whatever that oh, finish it? is. <laughs> well, it looks fabulous. I'm pretty sure it is because I took some <laughs> shelves off because I was moving them around. I'm like, looks really nice from the outside, but really, it's chipboard. <laughs> Someday your daughter's going to be getting married outside that office, and you'll still be doing business meetings. <laughs> um, hey, you you put out a, 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 an update on the Santana project here. Um, you know, yeah. we are still kind of re. Uh, waiting that uh, a permit amendment, and we can talk more about that. Uh, and so you've kind of decided to, you know, why allow the company to just sit with their fingers and wait for this? Let's get moving on something, continue at value. So maybe just walk us through uh, this news and what you're what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, for my God, for six, six, seven months now, I felt like I've been telling market, listen, I'm listening to our operations team, um, they want this permit amendment for so expanding the pad and expanding the leach pile um, uh, in a, in the most efficient way on a go forward basis. Uh, we had pad capacity, but it was our preference, our plan A, to um, to wait on the permit amendment and. We did have a plan B we looked at the end of last year, or kind of third quarter of last year. Um, but all noises were pointing towards some successful progress on the permit amendment, and those noises are still there to this day. Nothing that we put out today really reflects any change in our position with regard to uh, receipt of a permit amendment at Santana. But we did feel um, that if we could model this in a way that didn't impede future uh, plans with that permit amendment, that it's better to kind of have a plan B that can work so that we're not telling our shareholders, we're not ourselves, like all saying, hey, everyone, let's sit on our hands. Could be another week, could be a month, you know. um, Instead, here's a proactive approach to expanding operations at Santana while we wait on a permit amendment that has gone through all consulting um, comment periods with uh, the agencies down there. So those comment periods have been exhausted in terms of the the 90-day periods that they are. And every time you get new questions, it resets that clock. But we've exhausted those. So now we're in a waiting game. But I mean, it might. we've got this new plan that we look to put into effect maybe towards the end of next month. Um, we're just rounding off conversations with our contractor, so he's got all the necessary equipment for this expansion of operations um, available and that we're ready to go. I think, you know, and the irony would be if it dropped, you know, hopefully on my day one at BMO next week at the conference. But, mm. I mean, that that's the kind of crazy that, you know, could happen, in which case it's great. And if it happens next week or at any time in the in the coming months, Plan B can pivot to Plan A perfectly well, but Plan B, this one that we announced today, obviously 
it's not as efficient as what we wanted to do. And if it was, it would be plan A, <laughs> but it's not. So, but the nice thing is uh, <coughs> we'll, we'll be able to pivot uh, rapidly to pad expansion and probably more efficient stacking um, and leaching activities uh, upon receipt of that. And in the meantime, our shareholders don't have to sit on their hands. They can see progress at Santana, which honestly, I'm sure they will feel like, because I feel like it, you know, when was the last time we've, we were effectively putting a, the right foot forward at Santana? It feels like a long time. I'm hoping this does put a bad 2023 in the rearview mirror because it, it genuinely feels like a big step forward at Santana for me. And I was happy to present it to the market today. Yeah. Uh, Doug, I, I, I know you're beholden to bureaucracy here with amend, with the uh, permit amendment for the expansion of the pad. How much of this decision was economic about, you know, needing the cash flow, needing to get some gold produced to get some cash flow into the company? Well, I mean, we, we finished the year with probably about 13 million in cash. I mean, we weren't in dire straits, but you also want to husband, we've, and we've always done, a, I think, a, a really fantastic job when, I, when it comes to protecting the balance sheet. Um, but you also only want to start a plan like this when you've got the necessary capital for, you know, you've got several months where you're mining and leaching before you get any of that revenue back. So you you definitely don't want to do this while you're on fumes. We're certainly not on fumes, um, you know, against a sector which is, there are obviously a lot of companies that have been crippled by by uh, not paying attention to the bottom line. And, and, you know, it might be that they were paying attention to it, but the reality is three years of this kind of market, it's uh, it's not cooperative for raising money. And, and so, you know, I like our approach in that regard. Um, mm -hmm. No, I, I, I think the biggest thing for us was... Um, trying to deliver something for our shareholders. We all, I mean, and management being big shareholders as, as well, I mean, it's, you can't get away from the fact that 2023 was a really tough year for people that have been very loyal to the team and to the business model and, and company at large. And this was a way of delivering something for them um, that they've been holding on to. It would have been obviously perfect to still talk about the same 20 odd thousand ounces taking advantage of the new pad expansion and maybe that's something we're talking about you know shortly anyway um but at least i feel like we're we're you know we're a gold developer with some modest gold production uh, and we can make that modest gold production significantly more with this new plan I still think we're of us as a bit of a gold developer, but much, you know, it gets us back into a self-funded state, which mm -hmm. is, you know, really critical, I think, in tough, tough equity markets. Yeah. Uh, you, you've always been a very versatile company uh, and you've done so by <laughs> uh, keeping your capex uh, within check uh, for the last number of years that uh, I've been a shareholder and been following the company. Uh, but you have to remain versatile here, Doug. You've got approximately 20,000 ounces of gold, average grade about 0.6 grams per ton. Um, that's been defined for mining and loading over the next year. That's included in the news release. Just kind of reading this off. But within that is you've got about 4,500 ounces of higher grade, and higher grade about just, you know, about one gram per ton. Uh, and this has got a little bit different recovery here. So maybe talk about what you are expecting to need to do to recover that higher grade material and continue to be versatile. 
Yeah, and, and you're right. In total, there's about 25,000 ounces we want to mine um, in this kind of 12-month sequence. Um, the 20, well, all of it effectively has been pre-stripped. You know, we did talk early last year that we we're during the tail end of the drought, we were focusing on some activities that were more developmental. And so the, the top of the Nietzsche main zone has been completely stripped. So the strip ratio of that uh, material is 1.6 to 1. That's really internal waste, not not external waste. Uh, so it's uh, it's ready to go. Um, but on top of the 20,000 ounces at around 0.63, which is really about the res overall resource grade of our 300,000 ounces at the property, um, there was another, you know, just under 5,000 ounces of around a gram material. Um, we want to ensure we're just, we're going to stockpile that while we conduct and while we're doing the other mining and the other leaching and the other gold production, we're going to stockpile that. Um, and actually perform some, use that as a basis to do some crushing uh, tests to see what kind of, maybe with a slightly finer crush on that higher grade, the trade-off is you've got, you know, more crushing costs, but your recoveries are up on that higher grade, and, and that differential um, makes it more sensible to run both, not just that, 5,000 ounces of higher grade material, but when we encounter other, you know, meaningful amounts of the higher grade material, maybe that goes for another crushing stage. And the, and the, the it's just a trade-off study in terms of um, whether it's worth doing that or not. So we can utilize this time while we're mining the other 20,000 ounces to basically use that four and a half, 5,000 ounces, you know, to to guide future um, decisions in terms of high-grade material. Maybe you just, you know, do a basic uh, single or, or two-stage crush, um, and that's all you need to do. It certainly will unlikely to be like the run-of-mine material that 50% of the, the deposit is. Uh, so so that's why we'll stockpile it and do some studies on it. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned that you do expect this year's gold production to be uh, drastically better than 2023. <laughs> I certainly hope so. 2023 was uh, was was challenging, as we mentioned here. Uh, will you be yeah. providing you know any sort of guidance of what expectations will be for production by the end of 2024? Well, I mean, it will depend when this process starts. Obviously, when you when you start mining and you're putting material on a pad, then you're leaching it. You know, then you're recovering it in your carbon column. So there's there's this two three month lag you know, between starting mining and incurring those mining costs and getting the revenue back from the gold. Um, and so, you know, I think this this production, the 2024 production was very much weighted in the second half of the year because if we were, maybe if we're starting the tail end of next month, really, it's going to take April, May, kind of good part of June before you've seen that first gold coming off. It's not like turning on a mill you know, uh, with a click of the fingers and seeing it quickly. And, and that's where Darren's so good at managing cash flows because he understands the, the nature of heat bleach and the nature of operational cash flow that's got to support it because of this lag, the lag that really only exists at the front end of things, but we're about to go into the front end of this 12-month plan. Um, we could accelerate um, talking to our VP 
that modeled all this, we we could accelerate that 20,000 ounces into more of a six-month schedule rather than 12, but it just doesn't feel like there's necessarily the need to do that. It's giving us plenty of runway here. Um, and uh, But some of that gold production, because it's a 12-month sequence, it w- will fall into 2025. But, you know, for the next 12 months, that's what we're we're planning to do. And, and I don't think there will have been, well, I know there won't have been any comparative 12-month period at the Santana project that will have put that equivalent amount of gold on the pads. So, you know, that's a significant shift over even what was a very good startup year in 2022 prior to you know, uh, the decisions we were making in 2023. And I would make those same decisions again. But yeah, for a 12-month period in Santana's history, uh, this will be the most gold-mined and um, gold-stacked once once we uh, we, we restart it. Yeah. Uh, Last question, and uh, just given the time we have, I need a quick answer, as quick as it can be, Doug. But I do want to ask you about uh, AMLO's proposal of banning open pit mining in Mexico, I had to ask Tony McCooch uh, with Discovery Silver the same question uh, <laughs> yesterday or two days ago. I don't know. The last couple of days have been crazy. <laughs> a lot of content, a lot of interviews. But so I got to ask you, I mean, kind of your thoughts on uh, this policy proposal. Well, I mean, keyword there is it's a proposal and, and keyword uh, that proposal requires constitutional change. Um and he doesn't actually have the necessary supermajorities, you know, two thirds of the votes in both houses of Congress. Um, so in many ways, it's a cry for people to vote for some of these policies because he needs those votes to get the 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 actual control to do these things. But I mean, it's it's an election year. You're going to see it in the U.S. We'll see it next year. We're already seeing it heating up in Canada this year. There's there's lots of, you always see lots of promises made. Promises kept, not so much. But um, so, I mean, even the Associated Press referenced uh, his, his, uh, his push for pensions, which you, without any costing of it, there, aren't, there isn't an official pension system there. Um, as kind of, in, their, in quotes, electioneering, he's trying to get the votes. The reality is mining is very important. To Mexico, yeah, maybe it makes up you know four or five percent of GDP or whatever. Um, but what it does in the local communities and the work that ICR team doing in local communities, you know, those those mines are very important. Uh, we've yeah. focused on states which have big mining history in general, and also big open pits. So you look at Cerro Oro in Zacatecas, where you've got Penasquito and Camino Rojo and others, and in a very mining-friendly state, where the governor, a member of AMLO's party, has, you know, uh, had his arm wrapped around uh, the heir apparent to AMLO and the Morena party, uh, uh, Ms. Scheinbaum, uh, the other day. I mean, this is that, that's a state that's, you know, doing things on the mining side, despite all this noise that we've had for the last couple of years. And you look at Sonora, apparently AMLO was in Sonora just recently extolling the virtues of the copper resources uh, that exist in Sonora, and they're all big open pits. So it's I get that it's very hard for investors to navigate 
uh, out, even in their own countries, political diatribe, political posturing, you know, let alone a country where they're not living in or whatever. And there's a lot of mixed takes on this. We'll see how it, how it flows, but we're, we're not, we've, we've worked in Mexico for 14 years. We've seen the ebbs and flows. Mexico will revert to the mean as it always does. Uh, I'd be a buyer in Mexico of assets. I mean, if it made sense, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not a seller there. Like we, we see the future. We see it's bright for not just our projects, but what our projects do at the local level. And it's those locals that are, you know, will be strong advocates along with the unions that work in those mines that are big supporters of AMLO. They don't want to see a, a eradication of all those open pet union jobs. Um, so, no, I mean, it, it's going to be very noisy for that. I'll give you the anecdote that I, I share recently. The normal person's reason for not investing in Mexico is, oh, what about the cartels? Perfectly valid reason if you're not comfortable with that. And it's not an issue, but it's, I understand why for some people it might be. I haven't had a question about the cartels for three years because of the noise of this current administration. I look forward to when I'm asked about cartels again, because it means this noise is, has passed. And I think for Mexico and for countries and companies bringing great foreign investment into Mexico, that will be good. So we look forward to a bright future operating in Mexico. And I think that we've just it will get noisier leading up to the June election date. That's for sure. All right, Doug, thanks so much. Appreciate you. Thanks so much for your time. Until next time, safe travels with all the conferences and marketing over the next few weeks. Thanks, Trevor. Yep. All right, everybody. That's your update from Monero Alamos. Again, trading on the venture with MAI. As you can tell, I'm a shareholder. They are also a sponsor of the pod. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.